BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger Podcast. I am your host, Sif. If you've been here for a while, welcome back. And if you're new here, I'm so happy that you've tuned in. Today's episode is with Alyssa Lynch. You may know her from Instagram. She is a top influencer, a model, and just an overall awesome human being. I love Alyssa because she has been so candid about whatever struggles she's been through. And I think like those sorts of conversations are incredibly important if we want to move the needle around balanced living and just not going to either side of wellness, which, you know, it happens. Sometimes it's overly restrictive when it comes to your health and other times it's like indulging a little too much. So this interview centers around how she found balance, her kind of wellness journey, her wellness tips, her entire career trajectory, which is really, really interesting because she was the girl in the viral chain smoking video, chain smokers video. Oh my gosh, I always get it wrong, but it's a really great conversation, which I know you guys will love. Also, side note, after this conversation, I went to Erewhon to grab her matcha and it is legitimately the best matcha I've had in LA. And so that is actually my hot tip. If you live in LA or are visiting, go to Erewhon and get Alyssa's secret matcha. It is delicious. She gets into what's in it in this episode. And I am very excited for you to listen to this show and also to go grab the matcha. Before we dive in, I wanted to read out a review that recently came in from Marie Christine 8. And she says, recently started listening to this podcast after recommended by a friend and so happy that I did. Lots of insight, information, and great conversation. Thank you, Marie Christine. Reviews like this genuinely make my day and, you know, they really, really help the show. So if you have five seconds and feel like the show has brought you value, which, you know, I hope it does, <laughs> scroll to the bottom of your Apple podcast app. You may have it open right now as you're listening. Um, scroll down, give me a five-star rating, leave a review. Tell me what you love about the show. I really want to hear from you. I love hearing from you. I love getting your feedback and it helps 
the show reach a wider audience as well. So please leave a review. I so appreciate it. And with that, let's dive into my conversation with Alyssa Lynch. What was your big dream when you were growing up? Mm, I love that question. I definitely have always been a big dreamer and like I would call myself that. I wanted to rename myself Dreamer when I was younger. Like, oh, I'm not, I love yeah. that. Wait, as, as your name name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when like I was Like your first six, name. Like I wanted my name to be Dreamer. But I always said I would get a tattoo that said Dreamer on me. I still haven't done that, but I will. But so I wanted to be in the performing arts in some aspect. So, you know, it was in the beginning it was singer and then it turned to dancer and then it turned to actress all within the time I was like I think up to 11 years old and then from 11 to 20 years old it was an actress and that's what I was working towards Mm -hmm. so I was doing commercials growing up and then the tv and film thing kind of took over especially once I graduated high school I was like okay now I can like officially do this and that's what brought me to LA so you're originally from Langley yes how were you even pursuing this dream of yours Mm -hmm. sitting there like what what was that time of your life like living in Langley (laughs) oh Langley well I actually went to the same school from grades one to 11 Mm -hmm. and or first grade to 11th grade as the Americans say. And it was a performing arts or an art school. So specifically for arts and you would kind of pick your major art once you were in eighth grade. And for me, those that was dance and acting, dance and drama. So I was introduced to the arts at a young age. I danced for like every single day after school till 10 p.m. And I always wanted to do something within that. But our school mostly for drama, it focused on like theatrical drama, which I really wanted to go the TV and film route. So I, you know, made my mom like there was those... um, I don't know if you ever had them here or remember, but on the radio, they would do these things like, come and be the next star, the next Disney show. And I remember every time I'd come home, mom, we gotta go. And she would always be like, I think it's a scam, honey. I think it's a scam. And I was like, we're going. And so I think I did one of those. And to be honest, I think it was a, a little bit of a money scam. But I met someone who went to acting school. I think at this stage, I was like, 10 years old maybe. And I started, so I enrolled in acting classes. And at the end of the acting class, like it was like a three-month program, they brought in these agents who would pick one person out of the acting class to represent. And so that's how I got my agent. They picked me. I started to audition for TV and film. And yeah, I started working. So I remember stumbling across your account years ago and you were the girl in the Chainsmokers video. How did that even come about? Was it when you were here for pilot season? Were they big at that time? Like, talk to me about that whole time in your life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's actually kind of how I got into like the social media space. So Mm. when I was out here, I hadn't officially moved here yet, but I was out here auditioning and one of the shows that I was filming I was filming a Netflix series called Travelers and it was filmed in Vancouver, but we did like some publicity stuff for it in LA. Mm -hmm. 
So it brought me out here and I met a boy and I fell in love and it, I am currently not with that boy right now or anymore, but he lived here and the distance thing was definitely hard when yeah. it was like out of a fairy tale movie. And I, so it, it made me make the move to LA quicker than I probably would have, which I'm so grateful for. It just yeah. like made me do it. Mm-hmm. And so I came out here and he was or is a like videographer and he does a lot of music videos and helps a lot of musical artists. So he was friends with the Chainsmokers as well as like their main video director. And they were, they had like a day to finish this music video because the song released and they wanted like you to be able to search the video and something come up. Mm -hmm. So they were like, What me and my ex did was we had kind of traveled around for the few months that we had been together so far. And he was a video director. So he like made these little travel videos, which were super popular. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so kind of started to gain traction. But I didn't know what social media was. I was just like, I'm just an actress who's taking a few months off. And like, I'm having fun. And I'm showcasing like my boyfriend at the time, his work. And so that's what I was kind of posting to my social media. And uh, Drew and Alex, the chain smokers, who are like dear friends of mine now, they were like, yo, we need a video. Can we just like use your guys's cute footage that you have as a couple and throw some lyrics on the top of it? Just and he's like, we're doing like an actual video in the future, but this will just be for now. And so we're like, yeah, you can use the footage. And then we filmed with my friend Rory, who filmed the rest of the video. We just filmed like a few extra clips so that it kind of flowed nicely. And little did we know, three billion views or whatever it has. Three billion? It's like in the top five most watched YouTube videos, I think, or music videos. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's like Gangnam Style, Baby by (laughs) Justin Bieber and that one, literally. So we did not know like a lyric video would gain so much traction. But for a while, I would literally like be walking in a mall and it would be like, you're the girl from the Chainsmokers video. Or I would go out to like a bar in it was playing all the time or it played in the back of taxis and it played like it was playing everywhere. Yeah, it was like it was a very iconic song. What year was this? Like 2016, 17? 17, 2017. Yeah. And so you can only imagine when my that boyfriend and me broke up just everywhere I went. I'd have to see us being all cute in that video. <laughs> Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard. Hi, I'm Jessica Diamond. This is our show, Meaningful Living, where we break down the overwhelming amount of parenting, lifestyle, and relationship information into credible and digestible knowledge and tools. Parenting is hard, and the thousands of decisions we're forced to make every day can feel daunting. While we've never had access to so much information, it's never been harder to find the knowledge we need to feel confident in the choices we make. We're sharing completely uncensored information here. It can be messy, but it's always fun and always real. Check out Meaningful Living anywhere you listen to your podcast. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. Oh my goodness. Like it's following me. (laughs) I cannot escape. But I'm so grateful. I mean, it, yeah, it gained a lot of traction and I started to grow a following from that. And I had already, like, I was just always that person who was 
overly passionate about the things that I like. Yeah. And like if I got obsessed with a chocolate bar, like you better believe I wouldn't stop talking about that chocolate bar or that drink or that lotion I'm using, like whatever it was. So I think just because this job that I have now, it wasn't like a possibility when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like nobody did what I what what I do now. And so I think once I started to realize that that was a job option, mm-hmm. I started to be able to let go of my acting dream and really, it took a while, but really kind of give the whole influencing, blogging, whatever you want to call it, job a chance. So when you started gaining your following from the chain smokers video, that's when I guess you started getting into being an influencer, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And during that time when I was still with my ex-boyfriend, we would work with like more in the travel space. So like the tourism boards and creating content for, yeah, like traveling around, which was really cool experience. During that time though, it was still kind of like, oh, for me, like even if I'm making money through this, which is amazing, I'm still kind of just having fun Mm because I'm an actor. It wasn't until we broke up and I realized that, so I went back to Vancouver to film a movie that I realized I was like, wow, this, you know, I respect actors so much in the film industry, but for myself, like I'm so kind of sensitive to my surroundings and the energy around me. And I had realized that like, I was able to create my the energy surrounding me with the influencing job mm-hmm. and not so much with the acting job. Yeah. And it made me like all the judgments I had towards the influencer world, which I will be so honest, I had so many. Like I judged the job I have today intensely as an actor. Why? I think in I think it's getting so much better, but back in the day I mean, actors were like, yeah, right. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to like, I need to be taken seriously as an actor. I can't be like holding a camera in front of my face saying like, hey, guys, so today I'm doing this. It was really looked down upon. And now it's funny because actors are like, hey, can I ask you a question? Like, how do I do this? And I'm like, yeah, you're coming to the other side, you know? It's true. I I worked at a magazine. Like, I worked at Elk Canada prior to my blog, right? Okay. And I remember, like, back then, this was, like, 2015, and, like, bloggers and influencers were, like, so looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And, like, editors would kind of, like, perk their noses up at digital creators. And then, like, it was the, almost this flip and uh, now, like, everyone needs to know how to use social media. And, like, Absolutely. all the smart editors were, like, the ones who were kind of, like, okay, no, like, we'll adapt, right? And, like, exactly, you can't look down on anyone, I know. you know? It's so, it's so true. And I, and I, yeah, I fully admit that, like, that kind of wore off on me. And I was, it was really, really hard to let my shell down mm-hmm. and, and let my ego go about it. Yeah. Like, truly. And Once I did that, like, and honestly, I'm still continuously letting like some of that go. Like it's a constant practice for me, Mm -hmm. but I just respect this world so much. And I think that, yeah, like always being like willingly being able to evolve is 
something that I continuously remind myself to do because I think it's the most important thing in this world and to grow like as a businesswoman, as a creator. And I always had this businesswoman kind of side to me. And I just feel like I wasn't really able to let that shine through acting. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I didn't know that this job was a possibility. So once I was like, okay, no, it really is. Alyssa, it really is. Like you can let your six-year-old dream go a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I'm in. But you know what? I still like, even though like your dream was to essentially do something creative, like that is really what it comes down to. Right. And as a creator, you get to wear so many different hats and it Mm -hmm. really is like, I think it's a really cool and unique career. And like Mm -hmm. my time as like a full-time creator, I fucking loved it. Like it was so much fun. Like I got to schedule my days the way I wanted to. I got to wear all of the hats. Like it's like you run your own digital media company. Yep. And it's it's fucking cool. Yep. No, it's so true. You're able to kind of respect so many people in the entertainment and creating industry mm-hmm. because you can kind of you you really can understand where they're coming from and what they what they do. Yeah, 100%. So I want to go back to your breakup with your ex yeah. because I think that breakups are really hard as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just inherently challenging. But you mix that in with a career and it's like it complicates it a little more even, right? Because if you were working with your ex and you guys were traveling around together, I can imagine that breakup being really scary. So for anyone who's going through that, do you have any pieces of advice that you can give them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was absolutely the most challenging time of my life, but I'm I'm just like so grateful for it. And like, I, I genuinely feel like, I feel like everyone needs to go through something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I hope that not everyone has to go through something like that, but I feel like I wouldn't have had the amount of self-growth I had without that because it just kind of forces you to. It's like, all right, like you have to, like I, I think implementing certain things that I did implement in my life are what really, really, really helped me. Whether that was like just different kind of like self-love practices. I, you know, I got super into yoga and meditation and I was very committed to surrounding myself with good people. And it encouraged me to really find those people. I did like really put myself out there and put myself into uncomfortable situations, which I've always been really good at. But I think this just made me like, you know, encouraged me to do that even more and to, yeah, create good relationships because I do really, really, really lean on the people I love for that. And I think when you're in a relationship, you really lean on that mm-hmm. one person and you can kind of forget about Yeah, it can be ostracizing. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I really put myself out there. I like went to workout classes and met people and I went on a yoga retreat with like new people and I met people and went to Tulum for five days. And, and two, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't in the financial state to, um, to just go to Tulum and like meet people, you know what I mean? But I literally manifested it. Like I was like, okay, I need like, a beach in my life. I need like new friends. I need to like really heal because I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. And literally three days later, like 
a friend reached out and was like, would you post for a hotel and come on this yoga retreat to Tulum? And I was like, this is the wildest situation. So I do feel like if you, yeah, just kind of like give yourself the space, get into like that whole manifesting mentality that it can really, really work out. It's a real thing. Yeah. Like the manifesting, it, it, it is a very real thing. Like I say that, and I've said this over and over again, but like so much of what's happened with Array, I feel like we manifested it where mm-hmm. I did. I, like I know that I had an active hand to play where like it was like literal, like just sitting there like visualizing and like Absolutely. writing in my journal what I wanted this business to be and like how I wanted it to pick up and mm-hmm. like just having that just inherent need for something to happen. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. I think all of those tools really help as well as like, I, I kind of have no shame when it comes to like asking people for help or advice or opportunities. Like I'll reach out and be like, Hey, I'm like going through a breakup. I don't, you know, at the time I was like, I don't really know where to go with my career at this point. I'm, I'm kind of known for being this travel couple influencer. That's hard. at that point, I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in a couple anymore. And also, I'm hired by brands for my not for someone's creating abilities that I'm not with anymore. Mm. They were the photographer. I didn't know how to even handle a camera at the time. So it was like, where do I go from here? And so I was like, well, I'm going to make a list right now of what I am good at. And like, what am I good at? And what, what like literally fuels my soul? And, and that was really just being honest with the audience I did have and sharing my whole journey and tools for healing and feeling good and feeling good in myself. And that all of those things kind of went under the wellness category. And that's why I got so passionate about wellness. And I think that it just genuinely showed that people started to really respond well to that. And so after making a list of what I am good at and reaching out to people being like, hey, like I love this this wellness brand and I want to like showcase that or I just started sharing it. And that's kind of when, yeah, when I started to kind of like manifest those opportunities. I think it's really important to kind of take inventory of what you are good at and pivot when necessary. And like, I think that that's such a great story because being able to pivot when clearly it's required as opposed to holding on to something that you think you should be is like incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah. Pivoting in a way, but like also using your connections and relationships that you've already made. That's just kind of what I started to do after that. And it really, really, really helped. Was wellness always a part of your identity? Like even when you were younger, do you feel like it was something that came up as you were healing from this breakup? Well, you know what? Like I think because I grew up a dancer, like physical activity was always Mm -hmm. very, very important to me. And I lost it a little bit when I stopped dancing. Yeah. I and I I really felt myself crave that movement and physical activity and I did not feel good in my skin anymore and I struggled with that quite a lot and especially when I went through the breakup I really put a lot of like damage on my body and I developed an eating disorder and I think that going through that it made me very sensitive to 
what I was putting in my body, what, and yes, in an unhealthy way at first, but I think after going through that, it also really, really made me see, see clearly of, of recovering from that, of like what actually wellness means Mm -hmm. because you go through so many extremes within that time that now I'm so clearly able to see like, okay, I was obsessed with wellness to the point of probably not so healthy. Mm -hmm. But now looking back on it all, I'm like as cheesy as it might sound, I'm like grateful I went through it because I think that I have like such a good understanding of like my body and like also not judging anybody else with what they're going through and wellness means something different to everybody. But yeah, I think it definitely allowed me to realize how passionate I am about it. Yeah. Especially after. I think that this this actually happens like not necessarily where like everyone who's into wellness has like gets it like has like a disordered relationship with food but you almost like sometimes you teeter onto the other side and then kind of like bounce back Mm -hmm. and you realize that like okay like maybe this is not so balanced in order to find your balance if that makes sense absolutely I mean someone I can't remember who said it but it was said perfectly unfortunately food we need it Like we need it in our lives. And like you can easily pick it apart so Mm -hmm. much because we need it. So you can get obsessed with it, of Mm -hmm. course. And there's such a fine line of being healthily obsessed and loving it and loving the art of it and loving, loving being obsessed with what you're putting in your body to feel good, but also the line. Yeah. Like, where do you go over that? And it's so easy to go over it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, and we're all gonna, we're probably a lot of us are gonna go over it sometimes. And sometimes people are going to go the other way. Yeah. But it's just all about like, okay, like knowing when to rail that in and when to like, yeah, to have a healthy, balanced mindset with it. It's something that I'm very open about that I will always have to remind myself like, okay, we're going over the line a little bit. Let's Mm -hmm. reel it back in. But yeah, I think too, like wellness, there's so much to know. There's so much information that sometimes it's overbearing and you're like, okay, I need my ignorance to kick in for a second and just like have some fries and take a week off working out. You know, with, (laughs) I think it's the same case with everything, right? Like I think that human beings are just like extreme, right? Like in, in, in everything, like sometimes it's like, kind of like become a workaholic or like you go onto the other side where you're like sitting on the couch and like vegging out. So I think finding that balance is just like everyone needs to find it. So in in your case, Mm -hmm. when did you realize that you were, you had like somewhat of a disordered relationship with food and exercise? I would say right before I moved to LA, I lost a significant amount of weight. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, I actually felt amazing. But after losing a lot of weight and kind of, I I lost a lot of weight and then I all of a sudden booked these shows and I started to kind of see different opportunities come about. And I correlated that in my mind to, oh, well, this is happening because I've lost weight. Mm. And so I think that's when the disordered kind of pattern of mindset and eating and just everything kind of came into play. And then I moved to LA and like, you can get stuck with, definitely believing that a certain size is, yeah, is your value. Yeah, exactly. But I've now realized looking back, it had nothing to do with my weight. It was my self-confidence for sure. And I just wish that I could have had that amount of self-confidence 
at the heavier weight I was because I know that I would have thrived just as much. It's the energy you bring. And I'm, I'm also glad like I was able to find a love again for physical activity and healthy eating because that too makes me feel amazing. And yeah. I know that. But it, like I said, it's it was just taken. It was taken too far for me because I thought that I my value had to do with my weight. I think that there is such an important lesson here because unfortunately, like so many women specifically, of course, like mm -hmm. fall into this trap where we put so much emphasis mm -hmm. on our looks. And like mm -hmm. we think that that is the thing that draws people to us, you know, and it, like it kind of becomes your world sometimes. But it's never that. Like, I always remember people by their energy. And it's not like, you, you know what oh. I mean? And that's what you think beauty is. Like, like as like another person, like, you know what I mean? Like when I, when I look at someone else, I'm like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. It's because they're magnetic and they're warm and they're kind. Like, it's not like, oh, that beautiful person who's completely maybe empty is, is does that make sense? Do you follow Becca Tilly? I've seen her. Yeah, yeah. On, from The Bachelorette, right? Yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. So I think she had literally the most reposted story ever. It was just a like a, a saying she typed out that she made. <laughs> but I reposted it. So many people reposted it. And it said, the other day I thought of something. I've met so many people who are physically beautiful. And yes, I think like, wow, she's beautiful. She's thin. She looks amazing. But... I've never remembered someone by their beauty. I always have remembered them by the way they've made me feel. And I'm like, that is so true. Like, I am not like constantly remembering someone because I'm like the hair <laughs> or, oh my gosh, like their body, their body, their body. It's like, I remember people because of the way they've made me feel. And yeah. And that's something that always stuck with me. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. you could be like the most like outwardly, like aesthetically beautiful person in the world. But like, I think that what sticks with people is you from the inside. And I think confidence is a huge part of that. I think that it's whatever energy you give out to people is what they see versus like your appearance. Because like I've met people who are like from the outside, like so pretty, but are so insecure that yeah. it just takes everything away. And I'm like, but you don't, you have no reason to be insecure, you know, like you're a beautiful person and just like own who you are from the inside. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a really, really important lesson for, I think, younger listeners as well who may feel that way where it's like, you're so caught up in your looks. I think that what's inside is like, just, it's everything. Exactly. And I think like when people too, like, when you feel good, mm -hmm. you exude beauty. And like, that's why I, I'm very transparent about the fact that I love working out yeah. and like, I love eating healthy and it's, it's not to be a size zero. It's, it makes it's, you feel, so, it makes me feel good. so good. Like I literally woke up yesterday and was so grumpy. I was so rude to my boyfriend. My poor boyfriend was like in the best mood. And I was just like, shutting him down the whole time. I went in, did a workout and I walked out a new person. I felt amazing. I like brought him a coffee and a breakfast burrito because I felt so bad because I was so rude. And he was like, you've had a full 360 of like 
of moods right now. And I'm like, and that's the beauty of working out for me. It's like the it's, endorphins. Exactly. And like, it's, it's true. Like even for me, you know, like I think it's, it's like a part of my morning routine where I wake up, I go for like a long walk and then I'll do a workout and then I start my work day. And just sometimes we wake up and maybe like our first thing isn't positivity, but mm-hmm. when you go and you get outside and you get that blood flowing and the endorphins mm-hmm. going, like it just changes your mood. And also, like, I will say, like, even from a food perspective, right, like, I think nourishing your body is incredibly important, just as it is to, by the way, nourish your soul with the foods you love. But like, I think it's so important because I've gone to the other side where it's like, okay, I'm like not nourishing my body at all. I'm too busy. I'm just ordering in. I'm eating like whatever is thrown in front of me. I don't feel good that way. No, no. And then you don't have the confidence. So you don't have that type of energy that people are so attracted to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just, it, it is, it's, this word is so overused, but it's so a balance and you just have to like find that. And yeah, I think just like the self growth journey and the whole like, really truly understanding yourself and what self-love means to you is you're within that you're able to kind of find that balance what was your journey like back to balance like how were you able to find that like really healthy place again truthfully a huge part of it was surrounding myself with good people like I really 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 feeling that love and support from the people around me made me feel like I don't need to like punish myself or overthink these things like love is just around me and I'm like happy and I just want to like be free of all of these kind of restrictions and whatnot so I think that was a huge part and just the like honestly having yeah like a daily like self-practice like my morning routine is like a huge part of my life and (laughs) I like I need it to be a sane person and it really puts everything into perspective for me so that I can kind of like throughout my day if I ever was like stressed or anxious to the level of wanting to over control like I used to and not be nice to myself I can think like I'm in that mindset already from my morning routine that I take a breath and I am able to like show up as my best self. I could not agree with you more. I feel like I'm I'm all about my morning routine. Okay. I can go on and on about it yes. all day long, but like it really does. It shifts your mindset. It gets you ready for the day and you just come into the day stronger because I feel like if you start your day in an anxious state, it just like follows you throughout. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I used to truly like I would wake up chug a celsius and be out the door to do like a 6 a.m workout oh and it was just and and don't get me wrong i felt great after the workout Mm -hmm. and i was like yep i did it this but the just i didn't even realize at the time because i think i was so used to it that just level of constant anxiety that never left my body i mean i wouldn't sleep i had the worst insomnia ever. I would rarely sleep. So oh my God. Yeah. So like slowly waking up, even if that means setting my alarm for absurdly early, like, I mean, setting my alarm, say for 6 a.m. to have that full hour. I'm it's the, like, like literally changing. exactly the same. Like I would, I'm happy to go to bed early to wake up early and like have that time mm-hmm. in the morning to ground myself yeah. so that I'm not 
rushing into my workday because then I'm just not as productive. Exactly. And I'm just like not coming at it from a really like positive place because I've not had time to look after myself. Right, right. And there's that sense of like comfort in like knowing your routine and and repeating it every day. And like, it's just kind of your mind can shut off. You can like, you're not in a rush. You're not putting those like your cortisol levels through the roof. And also like I journal every morning. Same. I love this. And I like do the whole gratitude thing. And like that really is like- Changes everything. Yeah. Like I'm not opening TikTok right when I wake up to find, to have these subconscious thoughts of I'm not good enough. She's better than me. She's work. Oh, how do I do that? How do I be better? Oh, like I'm wasting my time right now. I shouldn't be doing this. All of those are what would go through my head Mm -hmm. if I'm opening social media. It's true. It's true. And like also the thing is that if the first thing you're doing when you wake up is just consuming, I feel like it it impedes on your own thought process and creativity for the rest of the day, you know? And then you're like also like, oh, but I'm wasting my time. And it's all these like, it's like a really bad roller coaster, which is just not healthy in my mind. It's so true. I I truly feel like my whole insides are like holding their breath when I'm, when I wake up and just go onto my phone. Like sometimes I'll, I've, you know, I occasionally do it Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking the whole time I shouldn't be doing this. And then I like take a second and I like relax because I'm literally like mm-hmm. so tense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's changed. It's like you you can physically realize it too. When I do like my morning routine, like TMI, but my digestion it's is better. like so much better. Works amazingly. If I like go onto my phone right in the morning, sometimes like my digestion is like no good for the well, day. Well, you know what? The thing is that like, I mean, you, I'm sure you know this already, but the stress and anxiety, sorry, the stress and digestion piece, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we fucking created our brand to educate around like right. the link between anxiety mm-hmm. and digestion where like bodies go into fight or flight mode. And yeah. then you are literally like not able to digest food in the right way. And like, it just slows down. So there is a hundred percent a link there. And yep. it's not just that you're imagining it. Like mm-hmm. it, I think it happens to everyone. Absolutely. No, I've listened to one of your guys' podcast episodes when you were talking about that. And I was like, mm-hmm, this makes so much sense. True. Yeah. So tell everyone your morning routine. Like, let's get really granular. Like, talk to me about when you wake up. What's the first thing you do? I want to hear it all. Okay. So, I mean, I wake up between like probably 6.30 and 7. Mm-hmm. And I drink a full water bottle of water. And then I wake up and I put the kettle on and I go to my like desk and I meditate for, I mean, sometimes only five minutes. I'm like, I'm, I would still consider myself newer to meditation. I guess I shouldn't be newer, but I, for some reason, still can only commit to five to 10 minutes. That's like what my brain is. You can get it in like however much you can. It's better than nothing. Still helps. Yeah. So I do like five to 10 minutes of meditation and then I do my gratitude journal, Mm -hmm. write down what I'm grateful for, five things I need to do today and some affirmations. And then I sip my coffee. And after that, then I will go onto social media and post and make some breakfast and like, yeah, sit there with my dog and 
that's kind of my morning routine. Take my probiotic and take, you know, any supplements I'm taking at the time and then get my workout clothes on and go from there. I love that. I think it's like really nice to just take a moment for yourself in the morning. What is the craziest thing you've done in the name of wellness? Oh my goodness. I mean, (laughs) I'm pretty open about it now, but I do colonics all the time and I talk about it now, which is like something if you were to ask me uh, before the pandemic, like my pre-pandemic Alyssa, (laughs) if you were to ask me if I would have ever shared that. I mean, I used to tell my boyfriend I was going to acupuncture. He was like, you go to acupuncture quite often. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, totally. And would never told my friends. And now I'm like getting another colonic today on my social media. So I'm just super open So wait, tell everyone benefits, why you love it, what got you into it. I want to hear it all. Okay. So, well, I mean, I do think after doing some damage to my body and like the whole disordered eating process, definitely is a reason my digestion is a little funky. Mm -hmm. But also I was the baby that had to drink soy milk. I've always been allergic to dairy. Like I just Just had digestive issues since like day one. So I've always kind of been into like what's going to help that, what's Mm going to help my digestion. And then when I was traveling a lot in the beginning of this job, it was so terrible. I wouldn't go to the bathroom for like 10 days and it was so painful. And I would be put in these situations of like one day I had to be on set and I was just like stuck in the bathroom in so much pain. And I told myself, I was like, I will never let this happen again. So then I like started to like have magnesium and I got obsessed with magnesium and thank goodness for magnesium. I mean, uh, bless magnesium soul. I love (laughs) it. And I take it before bed. And so that really helped, but certain times it wouldn't even do the trick. Mm -hmm. So one of my friends on the yoga retreat in Tulum told me about colonics and I was like, I'm going to get one. So I went and got one and yeah, it was a little uncomfortable, Definitely not like a spa treatment. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Definitely not like a massage that you're going through. But I got one and I felt so amazing after. Like I had just felt like even just like energetically lighter and yeah, less anxious and stressed, which was interesting. And so, yeah, I've started, you know, I get them like once a month and I do feel like it's so much more than like a physical release. I feel like it's an emotional release. Okay. You need to tell everyone if someone has never heard of colonic, explain. Okay. So TMI, if you're this grosses you out, I'm sorry, but you pretty much get a tube stuck up your butt and they pump you with, they pump your colon with water and then they press like the flush button and the water and all of the toxic waste is sucked out of you. So they, like my colonicist, I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. She does it for about 45 minutes and mm-hmm. she just kind of pumps you and flushes you and pumps you and flushes you and pumps you and flushes you. And you can like see what's happening too. It's, it's pretty weird. It's definitely not cute. I wouldn't like <laughs> go with your significant other. Go with your other. boyfriend. It's a nice date no. idea. <laughs> No, don't do that. (laughs) But I'm sure people in LA do that all the time. But yeah, so apparently you can hold up to like five pounds of toxins in your colon. Excuse me? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that, you know, even with 
healthy digestion. Like if you think that, oh, well, I go to the bathroom five times a day, like I'm fine. You know, there's a lot of stuff that gets like stuck on like the outsides of your colon. And so pumping it with water and taking it away that way, it can be like stuff that's been in there for a while. So (laughs) this is so fascinating. Yeah. So I need to go get a colonic. I mean, like, I, I'm not a doctor and I don't like to, like, recommend these things to just anybody because you can definitely, like, have great digestion and a healthy body with never getting a colonic, for sure. I just think, like, for me, I, I've learned a lot about, I don't know if you're into, like, human design, but I've learned a lot about human design over the last while and I, I'm literally the type of person that holds all of my stress and anxiety in my gut. And I can just feel it right away. If I ever get stressed, it's like, oh my goodness, uncomfortable bloating. And I just feel like a colonic like really helps me release that. Do you know Jordan Younger? Yes. Okay. We go to the same colonicist. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> when you brought up human design, I went on her podcast. She did a whole reading on me. And oh I was gosh. like, this is the most accurate thing I've ever heard. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So her and her friend, Jenna Zoe, if you follow her, she created an app called My Human Design and I have it and I look at it every single day. And it got me super into it. It's so fascinating. It truly is. Like, do you know that like big corporations, even like in LA and New York, they actually bring like a human design expert into their offices or before pandemic did to evaluate everybody and kind of give them like a little bit of a human design reading so that they're able to understand how their employees work best. That is wild. Mm -hmm. But you know what? There's like a lot of value in that. Absolutely. And like I like some of it is like not some of it, all of it is really accurate. Like I like even just like your signs, like sun, moon, rising, like astrology. yeah. Yeah. Again, when I was like on Jordan's podcast, she's like, what's your sun, moon, rising? And then she does this whole read. I'm like, how is it? Like, this should be what you do for work. Like, mm-hmm. you are so accurate. It's wild. Yeah, it's so fascinating. And once you start to, like, learn about it, you can't stop. And, like, I want to know everybody. But, like, do you ever see that meme where it's, like, the the the, the girl who's, like, explaining? Is that the one you're talking Wait, about? what one are you talking about? Oh, my God. There's it's probably like, so many good it, ones. Okay, so there's this one. I, I die. I've, like, sent it to Nish a hundred times. But it's, like, me explaining to someone about astrology. Oh. And it's, like, so passionate. Like, her face. Like, it's, guys… If you've not seen this meme, like, I I feel like it needs to go somewhere in this episode. But, like, and then, like, another person, like, looking so scared, like, my friends. (laughs) That is me. That's literally me all the time. There's also a meme of the son texting his mom, mom, what time was I born? And the mom's response is run. Because she like knows that the girl the guy is dating or the person the guy is dating is asking about like their astrology signs and like they can be a little cray cray sometimes. And that is so me. I literally looked at my history with my boyfriend's mom and I was like, what time is JJ born? Stop. And she told me, thankfully, she's on the same page as me. She wasn't like telling him to run as far as I know. (laughs) I was like, was he texting him on the side? Yeah, run. Maybe, probably. But yeah, I'm that girl for sure. Oh my God. So did you get more into it once you moved to LA or like, do you feel like you were? Oh no, I knew nothing about, I mean, I'm literally the typical, like, 
I'm so LA. I have turned. My mom visits me and she's like, I don't even know what you're saying. You know, I became vegan. I got into astrology. I a typical LA dream. got super into coffee and matcha. And I just you And know. worshiping at the altar of Erewhon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like every time my mom's like, Well, you don't go like out to clubs or dinners, like how do you socialize? And I'm like, Oh, Erewhon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that's where I've people met go. I've some of my best friends from Erewhon, and it's my club. Erewhon hikes. Exactly. Yoga class. Like, yep. it's, a, it's a very different universe here. It really is. But I absolutely eat it all up, and I love it so much. Oh, I love that. I mean, I, I'm in the midst of a move here, so like, maybe I'll go through the same thing. Yeah. Who knows? No, Already halfway there. <laughs> you will. Well, you probably, like— moved at an interesting time. I feel like everything's kind of like coming back to life now. Yeah, it's really nice. Tell me about the matcha you had at Erewhon. Yeah, it's still there, actually. You can still get it. Oh, my God. I just think that it might stay forever. Tell us about it. I'm, I might go get it right after we finish this up. You should. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just obviously a huge lover of Erewhon, which is like a healthy market here in L.A., and I'm obsessed with it. Um, I'm obsessed with the farmer's market, but of course the farmer's market only happens specific days of the week. I and I feel like Erewhon is a farmer's market that is open all day long. Totally. So the owners of Erewhon have deaf heard me raving on about my love for it. And they started to, yeah, kind of, I think they did like a couple of other collabs with people who also have such a high love for Erewhon. And so they were kind of like, well, what's your order here? And I was like, well, it's very specific. You know, I have a coffee order. I have a matcha order. It depends on what time of the day it is. Mm -hmm. My morning coffee is a bit different, but my afternoon matcha is like, so I feel like it's simple, but it's unique because it's like, you can't get that from anywhere else. So they were like, we should literally put it on the menu and you can tell people to come and get it. So it's really just like you can make it at home too. It, I will say it probably won't be as good because Erewhon's coconut milk is next level. But it's really just matcha, coconut milk, cinnamon, one drop of vanilla stevia. And that's it. So I need this. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. So Their coconut milk though is like just blended coconut. So this is like good quality matcha with just blended coconut. There's no sugar in it. There's no like gums or additives or anything like that, which, you know, I love. Yeah. Okay. So everyone needs to go get this matcha or try to make it at home if they don't have Erewhon and Erewhon near them. Alyssa, tell everyone where they can find you. So you can find me on... YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. It's just really under my name, Alyssa Lynch. Amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.